welcome to Spirit Switchboard. I am your host, Carolyn Shellhorn, and you are listening to us live on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, uh, 105.3 and 107.7 New Orleans. So thank you very much for, for being here today. Um, if you are tuning in today. Uh, the guests that I have on, um, we're on in August um, as well too. So you can uh, go back and check out that that segment um, uh, and check that segment out later if you would like. Uh, the guests that I have on today, I'm really excited. I, I had so many questions uh, prepared for them. Super excited about it. So it's Gail and Mel Willis of Lucky Paranormal. So Lucky Paranormal uh, is a paranormal investigative team based in Thunder Bay, Ontario. They operate with a high level of professionalism and ex uh, expertise aiming to assist individuals in understanding paranormal occurrences and strange phenomena uh, using the state-of-the-art investigative tools. Uh, they are busy with investigations within the Thunder Bay and surrounding areas and have also traveled into the United States for investigations as well, too. You may have seen them on uh, CBC News, Rogers Cable, um, hosting public investigative um, events and charity events to support local businesses. So let's just bring them in. Thanks Hello. for being here, guys. Hi. It's nice to be here. Nice it's nice to see you guys here. again. <laughs> um, and I know this was last minute. I tossed this at you really last minute. So thank you for um, making the time to hang out well, with no me. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, Carolyn. Thanks. <laughs> um, how you guys been? Good, good. Very busy. We are doing all kinds of stuff um, on, on paranormal type things and organizing different events and just getting ready for 2024. I think it's going to be a big year for us. I think 2024 is going to be a very big year all the way around, right? Especially within uh, the paranormal community. It seems like more um, people coming together. So those yeah. who are playing nice in the sandbox are finding each other. And yeah. uh, great things are coming from that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. We're excited. <laughs> Hi, Julie. Hi, Howie. Thanks for being here. Hi, Michelle. Um, yeah, I find even for myself too, like it's the first uh, time in a number of years where it felt okay to put so much on my calendar, like to pre-plan and have all of that on the calendar and things to look forward to. Um, yeah, and I think that, I don't think that we're alone. I, I've heard a lot of friends and, and family saying, this January has been like, crazy busy for everybody. I don't know if it's in the stars or what's happening. Hi, Sandy. Thanks for being here. I, I, I don't know, but it feels exciting. Like it feels like there's lots of fun things to look forward to. Right. And I know, I don't know what I did, but like my March is not good. Like when we think March Madness, that term March Madness, I I must have been mad because now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, I'm going to be, I don't know what I'm going to be by April 1st. <laughs> really tired. Yeah, I can be really tired when, when April hits and then it feels like it's all balanced out when it's nice. all balanced out from there. Yeah. But I think that's what happens, right? You get excited and you're like, oh, sure, I can do that. You just get excited about all yeah. the possibilities of things, right? 
Yeah, for sure. Can you t- tell me about some of the, um, so have it, last time we chatted was August, what you guys have been up to paranormal wise, like investigations, if you've been doing anything it's, exciting. No, it's been a little bit quiet. Uh, we've been doing all the behind the scenes and then we mm-hmm. thought it was going to be quiet for February and we have three, three investigations already set up. Like, just like, it all just came at once. It's like, okay, yeah, I guess we're back at it. Yeah. We'll, we'll steam. So fine. Never a dull moment. That's for sure. So can, for those people who are just getting to know you, maybe they, um, have not connected with you before. Can you give us a little bit of background about yourselves individually and uh, Lucky Paranormal? Sure. You want me to go first? You can start. Yeah. So uh, Mel and I have been doing the paranormal for, I guess, uh, two years. Uh, Mel's been doing it a lot longer than I have. Um, she drew me into it. I mean, in terms of paranormal investigating, um, but I've been into like tarot card reading since, you know, since my 20s, so over 20 years. Um, I've always been interested in that sort of thing. Um, but about two years ago, Mel was doing investigation with some people and I was like, what are you, what are you doing? And she said, oh, I'm going to the cemetery at 10 p.m. tonight and I'm meeting these people. And I'm like, um, so maybe I'll just join you and I'm going to film what you guys are doing, you know, because I like kind of doing that film and creative stuff. So I went along with some of their investigations and I started filming and that's how we started doing our YouTube channel, um, and do, and doing all that kind of stuff. So I sort of got rolled into doing that. And now I really enjoy paranormal investigating. I find it very fascinating. Um, so, and it's not I, a cheap I, hobby. No, like you, you are, you have to be very passionate about it to invest your, your time and energy and, and, yeah. and the research, the review, the equipment, um, the physical um, aspect uh, of it as well, too. And, and the more that you do, I think that it takes a toll emotionally and physically when you're going to certain places, um, what you, what you, how you're interacting with the energies of the places. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And we also really like to travel. So then you have to filter that in and how much does that cost? And yeah, it's an expensive hobby, but we love it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, there's just a sense of wonder to it. Like there's stories to be found. Like that's how I like it. There's these stories, fascinating stories behind the history of places. Because I think that we have a, a uh, a shared love for historical places, historical architect architecture, and and that is that correct? To assume? Yeah, 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 I think yeah. so. Yeah, for sure. And I think that also um, just learning the background history is is interesting because you know we go around Thunder Bay and we're thinking, oh, you know, it's not that historical. There's not too much going on. But then when we start looking into things and like understanding, you know, where all these buildings and like when they came up the stories of the building and you start learning all these new things. um, I find that really fascinating. So, and Mm -hmm. then connecting it with your paranormal investigation or your experience in that space. And I think that we'll bring more of that as we, as we go along. Mm -hmm. We've definitely taken a turn lately of more like the historical things that we're learning about places and then trying to put the story together is how we've changed in the last couple months is what's the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you find depending on the people uh, that are participating, like different layers of the story reveal themselves when 
they want to and depending on who it is that's asking the questions? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that we have a different, not not bad, but I think that we have just a way that we go about investigating, which is gentle and respectful. So we're not like poking or right. you know, trying to make something happen. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If pe- if spirits or, or any any entity that is there that does not want to reach out and communicate, then, then, then we let it be. Like we don't try to mm-hmm. make something happen. We're just asking questions and seeing if anybody wants to talk. Yeah. So that's how we approached it. That, that was actually one of the questions that I had written down was how do you approach, <laughs> how do you approach your investigations, right? <laughs> um, do you research before or after? After. A little bit before sometimes. Sometimes. Um, and then we see like what we catch on the equipment and then s- see if we can find history on that. And then we really enjoy the second time we get to go to a place with the knowledge to see if we can get the whole story. Michelle is just asking any suggestions on finding groups or people locally that might want to dabble in investigating. We've met a couple people from our group, like, um, like at our events. Yeah, is where we've we've kind of collected some people, and actually one of the new people in our team, we actually met them in Michigan, at the Paracon. Isn't that wild, like, eh? It's like, oh, I'm from Thunder Bay. I'm like, what? I'm like, we're from Thunder Bay. <laughs> and That's amazing. Like, yeah. yeah, but I, I mean, I, I found it difficult. Uh, I live in southern Ontario, and I moved um, at the time. I when I before I moved here, I was living in Alberta. And um, had a lot of, you know, stuff was happening uh, intuitively for me. And so I had reached out to a number of paranormal groups. Um, and this is this is going to be, oh, my goodness, 23 years ago. <laughs> so that's it's been a while. So 23 years ago. But groups did not want me participating because I was saying that I was able to connect with the other side. So they didn't want mediums part of as part of their paranormal groups. And I remember like just being so upset because I wanted to learn about the equipment and, and just be part of a a community. And there was a group that was um, actually Michelle, like closer towards you. It was a group near Barry. um, And they were kind. I never got the opportunity because they were two hours away and I had small children. So trying to, to get there, but I find like, definitely 20 years there's been growth within that community where um, it's much more inclusive than what it was. I still like, you know, for someone that can tap into the other side, there's more. Yeah. And I think it's with any sort of group or like friend group, even like trying to find the right people or like the right connections that sort of fit with everybody in the group. And I think that's the importance. So just stay open. If you're looking to, for a group to investigate with, stay open and if it feels right it will happen if mm-hmm. it doesn't feel too good then just find the right people that you that you fit in with and finding yes finding like-minded people so mm-hmm. and it's about um everyone ha- can showcase different strengths some people like the techie stuff some people like the review parts i don't know right. who does but really but <laughs> do you really that is my favorite oh. part that used to be me and I was like, like I really like putting movies together and I do like the video editing, 
but it takes so much time, like, like hours upon hours and months to put something together. And so Mel started doing it and now she's found the love. Oh, because every time I hear like some evidence, I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I like, it's almost like I get to relive it again. Right. Oh, that's... So I actually really enjoy doing that part. Because you really do have to, if you take so much time with your investigation, you're going to need that much time to do your review, right? Yeah. Even more time. It's almost like triple the time because you're going over and over things. Yeah. And then you get other people to listen to it. And then what do you hear? And then you got to listen again and make sure you're on the same page. Right. When you're we're, when we're talking about groups as well too, and, and trying to find uh, to find groups, I think um, giving yourself permission to know that it there's going to be an ebb and flow and shifts and changes uh, yeah. depending. So I mean, especially if you're just getting to know each other, that um, there's no written rules. There's no written ethical rules in investigating. There's no like guidebook that here's you know it everybody's got their own personal moral compass and belief systems which are all different so you know being okay to have those boundaries and what what works because we have to feel safe because we're putting ourselves in vulnerable positions yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and the other thing also just to add to that is that the paranormal community is so large don't give up there's going to be your tribe so just keep like going to paracons is really a great way to meet like-minded people and or local events or local events and check online and see if there's any local events that you can yeah go to because we've met some really great people um in uh, winnipeg we met them at the palmer house in minnesota so right so you never know yeah who's gonna be where so just don't give up and your tribe will be there just keep keep going it's meant to happen and put it, putting it out there, right? Putting it out there that even, and sometimes you don't find the group because you're the one that's meant to start the group. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I'm just sort of reading through this one second. Thank you, Allie. Um, thank you for being here and thanks for, for trying to, to support. Um, I need her to hear me. So we're not going to be able uh, to hear you. Um, but if you uh, write comments, we'll be able to read the to read the comments. Um, I, I I'm the snack person in our group too. We may have talked about this in the last segment. <laughs> we have a snack person in our group. Oh, we do. that's perfect. Yeah, it's, there's got to yeah. be one snack person or the coffee run person, because again, I think people don't necessarily understand that it is, um, you could sit there for a very long time with nothing happening. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Or I find that if I'm in an active place for a couple hours that all of a sudden I'm exhausted and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need a break. Yeah. It can be draining sometimes yeah yeah <clears throat> Kel, i'm not i'm not sure what the questions are i'm really sorry if uh there's a level of frustration that's happening if you can hear us that's what's meant to happen um but we can't hear any of the um live listeners uh that are that are commenting we can only see the questions and um 
So there's no speakers that are muted or anything like that. Because it's not um, set up as a, a meeting where everybody is participating, where we can hear everybody. Um, I had a question for you guys. Do you feel that locations call, do you feel like locations call out to us? Do you, do you feel like locations? Yes. Yeah, yes. do you? Like it will go, there's a particular bar that's sort of out in the country. Um, and every once in a while we're like, let's go there for a drink. Let's go there. Um, sadly, we are not allowed to investigate there, but it really has drawn us there. So do you think on an intuitive level, you could tap into it and see if there's stuff that's coming through that's just needing to be heard and then the pull will stop? I'm, not, I'm sure. not sure. That's an interesting one. It's uh, there's always those questions, right? Uh, yeah. What's happening. Um, but I do feel like some locations will draw us there. Maybe we don't realize that we're being drawn, but then when we get there, there's a message that needs to be told and that we need to hear and maybe share that. That, that happened one time. What? We were, um, Carol in our group, she's like, let's go on this trail. And so we're like, okay, so we're walking down the trail and she, She's like, we're talking, we're trying to like pick up stuff in the forest and everything. And then all of a sudden we all look up and we're like at the psychiatric hospital. We're like, how did we end up here again? Yeah. Cause like, it's like a very active place. And so we walked over to like the vent and there was like a little um, flaps on the vent. And so I'm standing there and all of a sudden the vents open from the inside and slam shut and open and slam and I ran. It's an abandoned <laughs> building. There's nothing in there. Abandoned hospital. Yeah. That's the first Not time. A breeze. No, Not a breeze. No, it came from the inside. Yeah. Did you? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. And you ran? I did. Mel ran, yeah. And I've never ran before. <laughs> but it's on our Facebook page, on our Facebook group. I think it's pinned to the top. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And then Gail's like, go back. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know what, guys? You're like tapping into all the questions that I had for you because I think I wrote that down too. Is there an aspect of paranormal investigations that scares you where it might be a hard nope? Yeah, nope, nope. I don't you... think any is, well, evil. Yeah, maybe like negative. But is define a... evil. Define evil because. Right. Very. <sighs> Okay, maybe it wasn't, well, yeah, it was evil because it was like we went to a place where there was witchcraft and sacrifices and mm -hmm. Satanism stuff. And so there was, but we didn't go away from it. We we yeah. actually went to see it. So it wasn't I like did. we were like, no, we're not going to do that. Right, we until we got the, the voice that was extremely creepy. And yeah. it was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we, we didn't get quite, like later. It, it always happens like we don't really realize it's going on sometimes. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But then when we read, when we watch the footage back, then we realize what actually was going on that we did not see and we did not hear. And and maybe that's the the part where I'm a little bit frightened as because I, you like I can't see or hear what's going on, but I know something might be going on. Right. I have a friend who's the hard no with dolls. Like if there's a doll, <laughs> anything like doll related, she's like that's a a hard pass this <laughs> season no i don't um i don't i don't know if there's a hard no or things that 
I've, I tend to go towards, oh, are you growling at me now? Okay. And if I, and if I go, why are you growling at me? Yeah. What's all this about? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't think that like there's anything that would stop us going somewhere. Maybe a no. morgue. Maybe going into a morgue, I might be a bit frightened, but all oh, other I'm all in. You're all in? I, I would go to a morgue for sure. We actually met. I would lay down inside one of those like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been in a gross bathtub. I was I was in a, a really gross bathtub once. Closed my eyes and sat right inside it. Oh, <laughs> just, yeah. Okay, and it was it was it was one of those ones where they would put the ice in it. Oh yes. Okay. The oh, shock yeah. therapy sort of idea. Yeah, Jennifer. Um, I know Jennifer. She was. Uh, uh, She's a nurse and she's saying hospitals are the worst. So let me just sort of catch up here, guys. Hang on a second. Um, Cal, I'm really sorry that you can't uh, hear us. Um, I'm sorry about that. I'm not sure what to say about that. Cheryl is just asking, what are the senses you have when you feel something icky? And again, I think our ick factor level is different for each one of us, right? Depending on our personal beliefs and experiences and past traumas or whatever, right? Like yeah. woke up with a spider falling on your face. So now you have a fear of spiders. So icky places could just be if there's spiders, like you just, anyway. It so if it's, if it's like a haunted place, I find that um, it's my solar plexus that I can feel it. I'm like, oh, something's going on here. Can you, can you share for people who don't know where their solar plexus are? Just for the people oh, that, you know, that may sure. not. So right where your belly button's right. at. Yes. <laughs> so, so that seems to be where, where's your solar plexus? Right there. Like kind of by, by your ribs. At the bottom, like, of, your at ribs. bottom of your ribs. Not your belly, like in between that little area. Like, in between your ribs and your belly button. Yes. That's yeah. solar I guess like, that's where I feel it too. Sometimes I feel a little bit nauseous. Or my stomach is like turning where I'm yeah. like, oh, something's happening here. That's where and it's hard to explain too if the energy, the energy will feel different in different yeah. places. Like it feels thick or heavy. It just, there's a very big difference. Like when you, um, Cheryl, if you um, walk into a room where somebody has been arguing and fighting, you can tell the air just has that feel to it. So when you're doing a paranormal investigation, different rooms have different feels depending on what experiences were happening right yeah mm -hmm. exactly um jennifer's just sharing um i have felt pure evil at the hospital i was working at i was on a break and i felt that it was the only time in my life i have felt anything like that jennifer's pretty um intuitive as well too Sorry. Thank you, everybody, for just being patient. I'm just, we're going to try to catch up with some of these. Um, Alia, say, Kellen, Lucky Print, have you ever met oh. someone by chance and then investigate someplace that had or has a connection to that person? Almost like they were drawn to you for a reason. Oh, yes. I have a great story about that, actually. Do you guys? Yeah. Actually, we went um, to Pentatanguishing. Do you know where that is? Mm -hmm. It's kind of where, like north, north of, of Barry, Toronto, north of Barry or over the Barry. Yeah, and so we did an investigation there, um, and then we had to fly home. And that night we had an investigation at the library to do, and um, I don't even know how. I think the spirit box kept saying Charles, 
Carl, Charles, Carl, we're like, are you from the Beck house? And then like all the lights were going off and we're like, um, uh, um, um, you followed us here. <laughs> yeah. So not a physical person followed us. No, a spirit followed the us spirit home. spirit from Pentatang Machine Mansion followed us to our hometown and presented himself at our library event with several other people. In yeah. The room. I were kind of like, that. I'm like, um, okay, this is different. <laughs> but I think, um, like if we believe that, um, uh, or understand that we are all collectively connected, right? Why yeah. can't they, why can't they show up at, at other places? Right. right. So what's your story? Oh, so I think I've shared it on a, uh, I think I've shared it a couple of times, um, here on the show. So I had, uh, been going towards the Kingston area doing the dining with the dead events and then staying and doing individual sessions for people, um, for a, a number of years. And, um, on my downtime in between times, I would take the, uh, historic highway from Picton to Kingston, um, along the, the river. And I would just stop at the historical plaques or I would follow like historical plaque this way. So I would like turn left and just follow and see what I would find. Right. And I came to, um, the old Hay Bay church. And when I got out, uh, these two people who, um, were on the show, uh, just before Christmas, actually, um, had come out and um, it was um, uh, the minister and they were the caretakers of the church uh, for that time period. So it had a historical background to it. And they were so open. They just let me, you know, wander through um, the church and they wrote down all the intuitive stuff that I was getting. And they brought up a paranormal investigator, the the original minister, like the person in spirit, was sharing that somebody had investigated recently that was smoking on the property and he smelled really bad of cigarettes and he did not want that guy in the church anymore. Oh, wow. Like if he was going to be smoking. So they changed, like they're not allowed to smoke on the property at all anymore. They changed the rules because they were being respectful to this minister. And then a year later, um, I got to meet, um, that investigator and we did some investigations together and he um, sadly passed a, passed away um, in this mm-hmm. last year. And I went back to old Hay Bay church this fall and did um, an EVP session. And I don't, I don't know if Darren's on it or not. Cause I haven't had the emotional. Mm, yeah. I haven't felt ready to listen to see if Darren a- answered me back, but I went back there to see if he would uh, respond to me. Cause that's where, it all began. Right. And I, that's why I think like places can call to us for a reason, like to connect us to somebody else as well too. Right. In the physical and, um, in spirit. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jennifer is just saying, Ooh, I've been in enough morgues in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Um, um, we met someone, a a young girl who was a lady. She's a lady, I guess. Well, I mean, She's younger than me, I'm sure, but she uh, she works in the morgue. She does the makeup, and I thought that was just fascinating. I used to do hair for a living, and I always wanted to do hair for um, in the morgue. I would have done that, yeah, for sure. She really enjoys doing that too. Yeah, I um, had a lot of questions. We had a lot of questions when we met her. Hi, Grant. Hi, Grant. Yeah. Have you guys had the opportunity to meet Grant? I, Grant has been have, on the show a couple of times. Yeah, we haven't met Grant at the. Mm. The blue, blue, the 
Elephant. Elephant, I think. I think it was in Simcoe. Yes. Oh, we were really. Um, oh, that's so good. <laughs> we were very tired and extremely tired. We're on a really long leg <laughs> trip, and yeah, yeah right. So we went down to Gettysburg and stopped into I think it was Simcoe, and uh, and met Tops there. So it was fantastic, and you know, it was good to catch up with uh, other paranormal investigators. Right. That's awesome. Jennifer is also sharing, yep, I had my horrible experience in the anteroom of the old nursery. There was a bed there and I had gone there for my break. Every cell in my body said I had to get up and run. Oh, wow. So, so I am, I, um, I tend to lean into like, sometimes those uh, spirits that feel angry are frustrated because they've not been heard. Right. So, you know, sometimes you have to lean in a little bit just to double check and then make your decision on where you're moving from, like from yeah. that point. I feel like as a team, we, we back up a few steps and then go back in, mm. you know? And at first it does yeah. catch you off guard because we're not quite used to it. And then it's like, okay, let's let's go back. Yeah, or just sit, sit there for a bit. Just, yeah. Just to kind of wait a little longer because yeah. sometimes it takes a bit more time. And that's why we like to go back to investigate the same location several times, not just one time. Um, yeah. I, I find that the spirits can also become friends with you or they, you know, they get used to you. So the interaction is different. And then they also lead you to other layers of the story. Right. Like, right. Exactly. It's a, yeah. It's just fascinating. There's just, I don't think that we'll ever understand or learn all of it. No, but it's it's nice to to try. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having that sense of wonder, I yeah. I look at it like Christmas every. Well, every day feels like Christmas. I wonder what's going to happen today. <laughs> I think I think with investigations, it's that way too. Like, and I realize that I've had this ability from the time I was a kid, but I'm still learning. Like I'm still learning about my own gifts. I'm still learning about the other side. I, there's so much that I don't know that the opportunities are exciting to me to be able to understand more, right? And then when we get to be with like-minded community, um, it, it's it's just, it's fun. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And that's, that's the benefit of having the paranormal community because we all learn off each other and we all have different mm -hmm. skills to bring to the table. And, and mm -hmm. I think that's just wonderful. Um, it, it's a fantastic, positive community that I feel like we all belong to. So. Mm -hmm. Sandy is just sharing, I can go to the morgue, but once I was at a barn sale and I felt so sick, I felt fear, et cetera. And I had to leave on the way out. I saw an old sign hidden by the trees. Oh, an abattoir. The barn used to be an abattoir. Hello. Yep, that would make you feel sick. Yep. <laughs> For sure, that would make you feel sick. And it's, it's hard when you're, um, when you are empathic enough and you're feeling those things physically, that's it. That's where you get really tired. For sure, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I, I was trying to... I wanted to be able to go with the flow a little bit, but I had a whole bunch of questions pop in like just before we were starting. And I was thinking about intuition and paranormal investigations. And so I just wondered if, 
if you're comfortable sharing those sorts of things, um, you know, people, because I've seen it a number of times, so I just wondered what your thoughts were about it. Uh, people go on investigations and then they have the paranormal experience that is um, unexplainable. Like they, they can't debunk it. It's definitely something that's that's weird. So, yeah, we're going to say, you know, this is this is an experience. But then people will talk to their spirit guides and ask for a sign or their loved ones from that are on the other side if they can show you some direction or guidance and then you immediately debunk it and ask for a sign of your sign. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so you can go on location and yep, that's something. And then in your daily life go, yeah, no, I need the burning bush. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I don't, I don't find I, I do that actually. I just wondered if you've seen it or if you do it or Let, like, no, witnessed like, it. I've witnessed it a, quite a, actually <laughs> when I, like if i put it out there like for a sign for my mom right mm. if it's, it's very small i'm like yes that's my mom or there was one time when um for some reason my car went into reverse and i wasn't quite in it i was like scraping the windows and all of a sudden it's rolling down the driveway that's a so burning I, bush sign. That's not even a little <laughs> sign. Like your car so I jumped in the car and I, I I stopped the car. I'm frantic. I'm like horrified and I'm I'm crying and I'm walking to get to the house and I look down and there's a dime in the snow. Uh, I'm like, okay, thank you, thank you for saving me. That is. Wild. I have no questions that somebody put the dime there, you know, to let me know that they they had a hand in helping me. Yeah. And the, yeah. I find signs, especially with dimes, they just it just really needs to be weird. Like mm -hmm. it's it's weird, and then you know for sure it's a, a sign. Like, yeah. yeah, I I I say that if you find a dime in a Walmart parking lot, you just got lucky. Like it's that's not necessarily a sign. It's more like making your bed and going to work and coming home and pulling the sheets back, and there's a dime in the sheets, and there shouldn't it shouldn't be there. You know, it's got to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Diane. Thank you for joining us. My car was actually parked where the dime actually was. That is like, just in, in the first snow, I was like, okay, there's no debunking that. I had a washer, you know, like a metal washer, just that round ring. I yeah. heard it. I heard a metal ting on the floor last week. I was having an emotional moment. So maybe it was a little psychokinesic. I don't know what it was, but I heard the ting hit the floor when I was crying and then I looked down and there's this washer in the middle of the kitchen, kitchen floor. Like, Oh, wow. See, that's, um, that's a sign. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wash your face, pull on your big girl panties and get on with it. <laughs> Stop your crying. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun when you get those signs and I, I, I not that, yeah, not that I, I want to call people out, but I mean, when you're in a team, there should be that comfort level as well, too, in holding people accountable, like that we can hold each other accountable and have those um, conversations to support each other in order for all of us to do the best that we can when we are there for the location of client, if it's for a client as well, too, right? And yeah. the people in spirit. I, I put a lot of um, emphasis on... Um, that we're there for the people in spirit. 
too, right? If they are needing us to do something for them, that we have those tools to be able to support or help. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jennifer, is it something to do with your comfort? comfortable with your loved ones. Uh, sorry, I'll read that out loud. I'm mumbling. Sorry, everyone. Jennifer is just asking, is it something to do with your comfort level? You're comfortable with your loved ones in spirit, so you want more sign of your signs. That could very well be true too, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of times we ask for our closest loved one to give us a sign. Mm -hmm. uh, not always other spirits give us a sign, other than like asking to communicate, but Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, we kind of drawn to mom, give me a sign. Or... Mm -hmm. But then if we're in a, in a location, actually, we were at a location um, a couple weeks back and uh, there's like a DJ booth and there's like a dance floor and everything. And we're like, hey, um, what did somebody say? Oh, the spirit box says nobody knows. And then Carol starts singing, nobody knows the trouble. <laughs> and then. And then we're like, hey, do you want to dance? And we had the tripwire on the dance floor. Every mm -hmm. single leg just blasted on. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like you kind of like, because you're in yeah. the moment and then you're like, oh, you know, someone's giving you a sign. Hello, I'm here talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> and they want to dance. So did you dance? No, no, because we were like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All four of us were like, I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to do with that. You dance. <laughs> Next time you go there, I'll dance. Yeah, we're going yeah. there. Yeah, I get some John Travolta moves going. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Diane is just sharing. I found a one cent in my kitchen that had a date, 1884. Wow. wow. That's, that's cool. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, that's wild. Do you guys have um, specific equipment that you go to that you like using more than other equipment or new equipment that you're excited to figure out and test and play with? Uh, so we have this member on our team who is building equipment for us. Oh, that's awesome. You may not want to share the secret then. Like, no. <laughs> well, you may want to hang on to it. Either. Yeah, he's not sharing the secret either. But um, he's oh, like, oh, I'm man. like, what are you building? He's like, I, I, well, you'll see. I'm like, okay. And then he's like, two days later, I just ordered a thingamajig for the thingamabob. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, he's built an SLS. Yeah, he's fixed three sphere boxes of mine. I don't know what's going on with my sphere boxes. They seem to be breaking. Which is one of my favorite tools. Um, I like the voice recorder. Yeah, voice recorders. And the tripwire. We're really enjoying that. Mm -hmm. And I use the iPhone. I use my iPhone for everything. Really? Hey. Yeah. So just different apps on your phone. Um. No, I I videotape. So I I'm oh, taping everything. Videotape from your phone. And then we I catch catch a lot of um, EVPs on there or like things in the background that's happening that we're not aware of. Yeah. So because when we first went to the restaurant before the whole dancing in the light thing, we were at a table talking about the DJ booth and you can hear a little boy say, let's go dancing on Gail's video. But at the time we didn't hear it. So we just carried yeah. on and 
you know, went to the dance floor. Yeah. So that's one of the stories that we're developing. We, yeah. We go there often now. Um, oh, that's awesome. To the restaurant owner. Yeah. And I think they, they, yeah, they get comfortable, right? Like where yeah. you become friends. So yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if I have, I like all of it, but I don't know if I have a particular piece of equipment that I, I enjoy using more than others. Um, uh, one of my uh, best friends that I do investigations with and my sister who I drag into everything <laughs> with she she's so good that she just you know she'll tag along but it my mom always sends us one make sure that you're protecting your sister I'm like okay hasn't <laughs> changed from the time we were little but we we always do like a seance at Christmas time and and because I had been so sick our, and my sister too my sister was dreadfully sick over the holidays we didn't get together like the way that we normally do and so we just did our holiday seance the three of us um this past weekend and um, so I'll channel and we'll use a spirit board and we have the equipment and stuff, but everything died. Like the, um, everything, the trip wire died, uh, the recorders, uh, the batteries drained, uh, the, um, GoPro, the camcorder, every oh single God. piece of equipment, Rampot, and it's all. I always put brand new batteries and everything, regardless if it's at home or if we're going out. And it all just like, dang. oh my, wow. wow! It was so crazy. Was a special location, or this was like your family home, or this room right here. <laughs> <laughs> we were hanging out here, and it was it all died. It all died. It was it was wow. absolutely wild. So. I think um, and it wasn't even like sometimes we get a lot of, of activity that happens when I do the seances in here, but I don't know if they just, it was a lot of energy. So we were waiting for something. I kept asking, can't really see it, but I have like this um, battery candle chandelier thing that hangs from the ceiling. Cause we don't have um, lights in the ceiling here. Cause it's an older home. And I like make it spin. <laughs> I want it just to go around in circles, please. And yeah, that didn't happen. But all the equipment, one after another. Um, wow. So it's almost like they were trying mm -hmm. to make it spin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're like, we'll grab this energy and we'll take this one. We'll take. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> when I when I do the dining with the dead events, I'm always like secretly when I'm when people are eating their dinner and I'm waiting to go out to start sharing messages. Like, let somebody's like glass move across the table <laughs> you want all the lights to shut off and turn back on again you know you like that interaction somehow right and mm -hmm. i was getting frustrated i'm like that's super cool that you guys are amping up but like i don't know <laughs> so i guess they don't want to be the entertainment monkeys either right like we're always asking them can you show this again or do more and right yeah right here's your big stuff. Maybe they were just saying they didn't want to play either. So they just kept shutting all the equipment off. <laughs> <We'll show her. laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jennifer is just sharing KL. I was blown away when I used your Estes headphones at our seance. Also the spirit board with a planchette was incredible when the planchette moves and it was my brother. Yeah. We had a great seance when you were here for the seance. A lot, like lots of weird, there was, um, another family that 
uh, friends, actually, sorry, but it was family, chosen family that was coming through for them. And um, it looked like part of the ceiling was the galaxy, like part of the ceiling had this movement and glitter to it, like you were looking up at stars. Wow. And it was dark in here. So like, it was just, it was, I think they can, right? They can do all kinds of stuff. That was a burning bush moment. That was yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, <laughs> definitely a whoa moment for sure. So I have a question for you, Carrie. Yeah. Then, um, have you ever done like remote viewing? I've recently mm -hmm. watched someone explain that to me and, um, I'm just curious if you ever done that remotely. Yeah, remote viewing happens almost in every session that I do with clients too. Okay. Um, like I have a structure that I like to do when I'm doing sessions. Uh, so I want them to show me how they've passed. Um, so I'll feel all that uh, rows of children or siblings, things that they see going on that they're happy about, worried about, guidance if they've got guidance. Um, then I always ask them to show me if they're hanging out with the clients, if they're hanging out with them and where are they hanging out? What does that look like? And if they're giving them signs and symbols. So at some point they'll show me what that person's house looks like or what the cottage looks like, or they'll pull me to those places. Remote viewing plays a very big part for me. Oh, wow. And to, I think like when I was working, um, with that investigative team, uh, uh, from the Kingston area, I was able to tap into places um, before knowing what those places were even going to be. Um, yeah. And then that helped them. So I didn't necessarily have to be with them to investigate yeah. that I could, I could tap in from here. Wow. That's fascinating. I, mm -hmm. I find that just very, very fascinating. It's funny when I'm doing the dining with the dead events and I'm, I start doing that where they're showing me locations and what a house looks like. And if I'm moving through the house and I'm like, um, I've got my eyes closed and I'm like, okay, so I'm turning this way and this is what I'm seeing. And I'm like moving through somebody's house. And I'm like, I promise I won't creep you later. <laughs> In this moment, this is what we're doing. Right. So, yeah. There's a little bit of voyeurism, I suppose that happens when you're doing it, but it, I mean, for the, for good, right? Like if, yeah. If, yeah, lots of good can come from doing remote viewing. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to have a fun question too, if that's okay. Do you, yeah. guys watch, do you watch like paranormal movies and stuff like that? Like, Gail's terrified. I'm scared of horror movies. I won't really like, like the scary ones and not for me. Right. <laughs> Well, they don't necessarily have to be horror, but I was thinking like Sixth Sense, but I guess that's kind of a horror movie. But I watch Sixth Sense every year. Um, I love that I, movie. Yeah, I cry. I cry. <laughs> I was like, oh, I feel you. I feel this. I feel, I feel that. So there's the connection. But you know what I was also thinking too, I, whether, I mean, yeah. Adults watch cartoons and animated movies too, but Paranorman. Oh yeah, those are good movies. Right. I'm not scared of those. Scared Paranorman. Of those. It's just so fun. <laughs> like, there's a movie I watch once a year. It's called The Watcher in the Woods. Have you seen? I it? have it, but I'm gonna write it down right now oh, so that I can look it up later. 
It's what kind Disney, of movie is it? It's a Disney movie. And it's yeah. about a seance and something goes wrong. And it's just like one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I just get so frustrated with seance movies and Ouija movies. I'm like, ah, let's just keep feeding the fear. <laughs> keep adding energy to that. It's from the 80s. Yeah. It's okay. in it. Like I think Betty Davis or something, something like like that. Betty Davis is in it? It's old, yeah. I don't know if it's Betty Davis. It's from the 60s, I think. Now I'm going to have to go Google it to see where it's from. But yeah, it's a good movie. Anybody listening know that movie? (laughs) You can stick it in the chat. (laughs) If you're participating in the chat, got a paranormal movie that you want to recommend? I just resonated. I resonated with that movie. Um, what is that? What is his name? Haley Joe Osborne, like who played the little boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just really resonated. And it was so funny. Like if you, anyway, I just knew right away. Bruce Willis is dead right from the start. Oh, that's a dead <laughs> therapist. <laughs> I've had a dead therapist standing in my doorway waiting for me to get up in the morning. <laughs> Osmet. Thank you, Allie. Haley Joe Osment. Thank you. How thank you, Allie. Um, yeah, I want to come back to um oh Linda, I love that movie. I I do too. I love that movie, but it definitely um have you seen the others? Yeah, I love that movie movie? too. I love that whole twist. Yeah. That whole twist, right? I think that's really interesting too. Like people being on different dimensions. Um and it's, I, I had a conversation with somebody today who's a little guy, um, can see people that are crossed over. He's just little, little five. Oh, and, wow. um, he's trying to explain or understand where are they? Right. So, you know, trying to find the language to give to them, to understand, um, what that other side is or where it's connected. Cause it's, it's at like layers that are, are just over top of us. Right. Right. Yeah. I see dead people for sure. Burnt offerings. I've not seen that either. Is that a movie that you guys have seen? No, but it sounds familiar. Burnt offerings. I have to write that one too. Burnt offerings. The places that you investigate, is it kind of a mix of people um, reaching out to you or are you researching places that you um, are pulled to investigate? How does the team decide where you go? Um, We have had people come and ask us, like we do get emails um, asking if we do house investigations, which which we do. We do house investigations as well. Um, we usually do sort of like an intake a little bit, kind of meet the person and mm-hmm. kind of get the background information before we do a uh, full investigation. Um, but most of the time it's, uh, us reaching out to different, no, like well-known la haunted locations. Sometimes people will have a story or staff will come in and tell us about it. And so we'll do an uh, investigation that way. <clears throat> so recently we've had someone reach out that they, are starting a new business in a historical building in Mm. Thunder Bay and uh, 
was like, I think there's some weird things going on. And Mel had a, a friend who who worked in the building. She's like, oh yeah, there's weird stuff. So you go, so we're gonna go and <laughs> investigate that place. Right. Um, so something new. It's a so lot of times the word mouth. If they are renovating to get ready, right? That just yeah. seems to stir things up. And that's what she's doing. She's renovating with her new business. And so uh, that's how things kind of got stirred up, stirred up. And so she's asked us to come in. Do you find, like, do you, um, do you introduce, like, I, I was always like, so that, that owner of that building is going in if there are spirits there the spirits that's their their home like if we think about the movie the others right like they're there so that person that's coming in doesn't belong there so right. i'm like anytime i go in hey i'm my name's carrie lynn just here to chat <laughs> just want to introduce myself you know we're just gonna ask questions not gonna be you know mean so i wonder you know if people were forward thinking when they were going into a space, even if they knew if there were spirits or not, and just sort of set your intention if that would change some yeah. of the, um, you know, activity. I'm here to play yeah. nice. Here's some rules. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's how we approach it when we go into new new locations. We're like, hi, I'm Gail. This is Mel. You know, we're just here to talk to you and see if you're you're willing to to communicate with us. Um, and then we've also gone into different people's houses and and we've sort of recommended them have that communication and that conversation with the spirits that are there mm -hmm. just to kind of you know have more more relaxed atmosphere and yeah kind of you know share who they are and and that it's okay to share space yeah here's here's how we can do this right right yeah sharing space exactly do you find, have you run into, um, if it's a business and even in a historical building, but I suppose it could happen. It happens in residential as well too. If there's um, traumas that happen within the area that just seems to gravitate to a different place, or there's a spirit that pulls other spirits in, like sometimes it's not even connected to that specific building, but pulled in from somewhere else. Right, yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of times, sometimes I feel like when we do go to a location, we get activity because they know we're going there and they just sort of <laughs> congregate until we get there. <laughs> yeah, I have gone like on an investigation where it feels you can see them as you're approaching where it looks like the, you know, yeah. <laughs> they're like getting, yeah, yeah. And then it becomes a game of hide and seek. Like once you're there, because they're they're wanting to engage, but kind of like on their terms, and they think like I know the one investigation that we did, we would whistle, they would whistle back, but it would be from a different floor on the opposite end. So then we go down to that end and do it again, and it would be over where we were prior. Like it was like right. they wanted us to play or chase, right? Yeah, yeah. But or when we think back to um, what we have been talking about earlier about heavy or icky. Um, I was, so my friend Jody, who I was talking about, we did the seance over on the weekend. We do a lot of investigations uh, with pioneer cemeteries. We, we decided like 
I wanted to do a pioneer cemetery crawl is what I've called it. So every time we're doing this pioneer cemetery crawl and investigating the pioneer cemeteries and, um, it just felt, she just kept getting the words on the spirit box that kept leading her away from me. So oh. then she was going to be separate on her own and she kept feeling like she needed to go. And then I got the, my hackles went up and it didn't feel right. And then all of a sudden she felt super nauseous and, um, it just went sideways. So I think that, yeah, that wasn't a good one. That was like paying attention. Like they were trying to separate us and, and pull us right. in a different direction for a different reason. Right. Right. Yeah. We had experience, experience similar to that when we were in a forest, um, in a haunted uh, location here and, um, there were little kids giggling and everyone I was with was excited about these little kids giggling oh, in the forest. Yeah, no. And I just stopped dead. I'm like, that's not a kid. And I like, like, I, I'm like, where's the river? And I could hear it. And I just like went right through the bush. I'm like, get out of here guys. Like, it's not what you're thinking it is. Yeah. Little children like giggles like that is, is usually something. Mm, and it was no, something. No. So, and that's funny. So that's saying, so my friend Jody and I, at one of the cemeteries that we went to, I, so I could see, I said, there's a little girl over there. And I'm like, she's a legit girl. <laughs> she's not like, <laughs> she's not something pretending to be a little girl. She's a legit little girl. You know, she showed me like it was a farming accident and all that kind of stuff there was. And, um, I mean, for me, I don't know for you guys, but it feels different. Um, like when we're talking about lower and, and, and lighter as well too, it feels almost like slogging through mud when it's um, yeah, heavy or trying to be deceitful in some way about mm -hmm. what they, what they are. And when it's lighter, it just flows fast and it, it feels different. Like yeah. electric in a good way. Yes. Oh, Cheryl, I'll, I'll get to your question in a second, Cheryl. Sorry about that. Um, Cindy is asking, how is it that people that stay over at our house all say they feel a dark, heavy, spooky feeling? I don't feel, I don't feel it like they do. They feel and see a dark figure. Um, Cindy is just saying, don't give me the spookies. Again, it, I mean, it's kind of, we can give you some suggestions to what we, we think, but we can't give you um, a specific um, a, spe a specific answer. Do you guys want to approach that? No? I was, <laughs> we're kind of in the same boat, because I went to see yeah. the psychic, and she's like, oh, there's a gentleman in your house, and he's mad where the fridge is, and he she had a whole dialogue, and I'm like, my house <laughs> where oh like it, it, she's like it's so obvious i'm like well i live there and like i do this yeah. and i'm like no that's no, like there's like a barricade i can't see it probably because i don't want it in my house mm. you know so i have maybe she perhaps has a barricade that no i'm not looking at that that makes it real yeah right and that's that's what I see too. Everybody's on um, a different place, or that spirit may not want to present to you um, right. as well too. That spirit may be choosing to to uh, present to other people. And dark figures is is a whole other conversation, right? Like, is it a shadow figure that 
because shadow figures can be different things. Mm. But if, yeah, if your personality hasn't changed, if you're not feeling as irritable, if there's, you know, not mental health issues as well too, like there's all kinds of different um, factors with, with some of these experiences. Yeah. Medications, physical mm -hmm. illness, there's all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. Cheryl is just asking, have you all investigated together? I can't remember from the last time. We haven't met in person yet. Not yet, but we're going to. In, it, is, it is coming soon. Do you want to, you can share. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in October, Carrie Lynn is joining us here in Thunder Bay, Ontario for Lake Superior Paracon. Um, we are so excited for having everybody come up and join us. We have a great speaker lineup. Carrie Lynn is also speaking. No, you're not speaking. You are doing a workshop um, on the Sunday, but it's uh, sort of a, like a weekend event. So it's October 5th is the main day. And then we have a VIP night on the Friday. And then Carrie Lynn is doing her spirits and sweets on Sunday. And the VIP is in the restaurant where the DJ and the lights go off and we're having oh, all these experiences. Yes. So we're very excited to have our meet and greet there. Yeah. So we're having the VIP meet and greet in the haunted location and the Paracon itself is also in a haunted hotel. So super yeah. excited. Yeah. <laughs> and can we, t what, um, cause we were talking about snacks and we were talking about all of those things. And prior to the show starting, yeah. I had asked you if it was a real thing. Cause I think I saw it like in November because we've been talking about uh, the Paracon for a while now. Right. And um, I saw this pastry thing with pink icing and I screenshot it to ask you if that was a real thing, because if I'm going to Thunder Bay, I want to eat one of these things. <laughs> and it's, it's a real thing. And it's called a what? A Persian. A Persian. A Persian. So there's a store called the Persian man. And he makes Persians. There's and then there's a couple other different restaurants that now make their own Persians. And yeah, so it's a specialty in Thunder Bay. They only make it here, and it's like a big cinnamon bun mm -hmm. that has raspberry icing on top. There's a, there's a couple specialty desserts for Thunder Bay. So Persian is one, and the other one is a Sally Ann, which is like a chocolate type thing. I don't know. I don't eat those. You don't eat those ones. No. But yeah, the Persians, and not only that, you can buy the Persians, like the pastry and eat them, but our restaurants in Thunder Bay also take those Persians and they grill, they cut them in half and grill them. So you can have a grilled Persian for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, and you're the one. <laughs> I just. There's, there's so many people who are like, oh, you're coming to visit from Thunder Bay? Bring us some Persians. So the Persian man will actually freeze them and give you a tub of ice icing so they're easier to travel with. Yeah, and you can oh, fly that's down. wild. So like <laughs> I'm from Sault Ste. Marie originally. And I mean, the Italian community up there is is so fabulous. And the food is so different in Sault Ste. Marie than anywhere else. So my sister and I, when we go home, we bring home, like we bring uh uh, cooler and we stock up on Pino's sausage and Aurora's like half baked pizzas and we like bring all that stuff back down with us because we can't get it the same down here um but yeah those those pastries that sounds oh 
delightful. So like I get spooky things all weekend long, get to meet uh, people that I'm anxious to see in person and uh, Persians. Yeah. <laughs> There's more we'll share about that in a second. I just want to get caught up here with some things. Uh, Sherry Lynn is just sharing. I think my little boy says he loves me every time I see numbers and multiples. Every time I see them, I say I love him so much. And, and that's when you understand how that dance is happening, then you get more. Every time you say thank you very much and you acknowledge it, you get more of it. Mm, yeah, that's true. Um, Cheryl's saying that that'll be amazing. You guys, you have a connection. I think so too. <laughs> I think we are um, awesome. Yes, Michelle. Actually, you guys, there. Is there an opportunity, like investigations are happening at nighttime as well to you, right? Yes. So yes. there will be investigations, which I don't want to know about locations. So don't say anything to me. Okay. Please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there just will be, I like a don't know anything, let me go in. Okay. Good to know. We won't yeah. say anything. Yeah. So that's why I always say shush with love. People see it, but they don't really know what, where it comes from, but people get excited then they tend to overshare right so right. i go like stop 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 talking folks tell me <laughs> i want the dead folks to tell me Allie's. oh ali <laughs> ali's in arizona oh, oh wow yeah Jennifer saying, I'll look those up. Everyone seems crazy. Everyone wants a virgin. <laughs> Food brings people together. You got that right. It does. Charlene's saying, I see it almost every hour. Just out of the blue, I look at my phone and it's multiples. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I tend to see like numbers like that when I'm going through a hard time. I feel like my loved ones send me three threes or they'll send me, you know, different numbers in threes. Right. Yeah. Um, not, I, and I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade, but I do play both sides, even though I talk to people that are crossed over is sometimes I feel like our bodies are, we get into a natural routine and habit where we're, we almost program ourselves to look at a certain time, you know, like we know mm -hmm. to wake up at a certain time. So I think some of it is that, but then the, the rest of it, I do believe is coming from spirit as well too. Allie is just sharing tombstone and look at you guys are so fabulous, Allie. You and your partner. He's so stinking cutie patootie. You guys are so perfect <laughs> for each other. I just love it. It's like, yeah, awesomeness all the way around. <laughs> the Wiz is here. Thanks for joining us. I've been seeing trip numbers um, 111, 222, 333, etc. Yeah. That's awesome. I find that, like, if when I see the number, if I have a a, like a physical or an emotional reaction to the number that mm -hmm. it's more validating than if I just wake up, it's three, three, three. But if yeah. I wake up startled and it's three, 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 then I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's something, you know? Yeah. I was born yeah. at three, three, three. Oh, were you really? Wow. Yeah. Three, three, three. I know it's kind of my number. So when I see that, then I know like there's some sort of, validation that I'm on the right track as well too. I think people get caught up with wanting to know what the meanings are and they they want to make it bigger than what it actually is. But a lot of times it's just that validation that you're on the right track. 
if it was a hey go the other way, it would be something much more in your, in your face, right? Right. That subtle, your loved, watched over, seen her, keep going kind of stuff, right? Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Do you have a thought? I don't know. Yeah, I think about numbers. Yeah, I think so. I think that, like, when I'm going through a hard time, numbers will pop up, and it kind of validates that I'm on the right track. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So with a Thunder Bay, uh, the Lake Superior, the Lake yeah. Superior Paracon, um, tickets are going to be available soon. Yes, couple weeks. Yeah, we're just ironing out the details. <laughs> Lots of details yes. to be ironed. <laughs> There's a lot. You guys really took on. A, it's not a small project. No, no. Well, no. We thought it was going to be a tiny little paracon, you know, and then all of a sudden, like people are saying yes, and we're like, Shane Pittman's coming to Thunder Bay. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> Jeff Bellinger. I'm like, where are these people coming from? <laughs> so it turned Jeff into like Lander. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's and great. It's bigger and bigger. I mean, and the hotel has been absolutely fantastic and they've really accommodated all, like we've rented the entire floor. Um, so they're really accommodating and I think it's gonna be a fantastic event. I'm really, really looking forward to it. I think it's so gonna be great. Another host from um uh EPRN uh is also going to be participating so Lori Potvin Laura Lee sorry Laura Lee Potvin who has uh the Angel Rock on Mondays and the thing at the foot of the bed with uh David Hansel on Thursdays she is also going to be participating and doing a workshop there so I'm just really it'll be the first time I get to connect with Laura Lee in person as well too so I'm really excited about um being able to connect with her uh, when we go up in October. So I feel like it's going to be like one big fun sleepover party. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bring on the ghosties and the snacks. We're all hanging out. <laughs> and the version, version delivery. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, maybe we can ask the Persian man to sponsor. Persians. <laughs> <laughs> free versions for everybody <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny yeah but it's just uh, for people who have not experienced um northern ontario it is its own little um i don't know phenomenal like in it in itself so much happens in that northern shore along lake superior um uh ufo um sightings and 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 stories uh cryptids uh bigfoot sasquatch whatever you want to call it weirdness happens along the northern shore um yeah hauntings along the highway like it it's a lot um and i Mm -hmm. think the ruggedness of it like it is it's powerful and beautiful and yeah, it's not forgiving in any way. Like the the weather, even um, going up that way is yeah. weather's not, not great, <laughs> right? Like it's it's a lot. And I was in like outside of Sault Ste. Marie, not even because it's another eight or nine hours past Sault Ste. Marie where you guys are. Yeah. And there would be times where we'd be snowed in for three days, waiting for the plow to 
plow our road out so that we could even get out. So yeah. like it's a whole other way of, of yeah. yeah, the wilderness. I love it though. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> I love everything about it. I yeah. tell my kids that when I die, I want to be cremated and shot off in a firecracker. <laughs> along Lake Superior just before Wawa like maybe around Old Woman Bay or something like Catherine's Cove somewhere in there that would be a nice place to stay yeah that would right? be nice perfect yeah. yes she she just in a firecracker and then yeah. they tell them like and I don't know how to haunt you <laughs> no passive aggressive pressure there at all right <laughs> so funny it Oh, Julie, it does, right? It does sound like it will be a lot of fun because there will be lots of people to meet and, and connect with. And Yeah, that's the beauty of Paracons, I think, is just meeting everybody that has the same interest as you and mm -hmm. we're all open to it. So it's like this congregation of all your friends all at one time. Yeah. <laughs> and you can just share your weirdness. Yeah. And, and no one's going to look at you differently. Yep. Yeah. Uh, weird. Weird is good. And again, weird. if we define weird, right? Weird is just our normal. It's it's normal <laughs> <laughs> for sure. If you guys are just joining in, if there's anybody just uh, uh, tapping into the show now, thank you so much for joining us. I am your host, Carolyn Chilhorn. You're listening to Spirit Switchboard on the United Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7, New Orleans. And we have uh, Gail and Mel Willis uh, from Lucky Paranormal, based out of Thunder Bay, Ontario, uh, joining me on the show today. Um, yeah, we were talking about uh, the Lake Superior Paracon. So the tickets are going to be available soon. Where can people um, go to find information about that? So you can go to www.lakesuperiorparacon.com. So it's uh, the web page is up. Um, it's still a bit of work in progress, but we have some of our speakers showing there. It'll have the um, probably in about two weeks, I'm hoping. We'll have the tickets on sale. We'll have the agenda up there. We'll have all the workshops that we're doing, all the speaker information, um, any of the other extra events that we're we're having. So with you, Carrie Lynn, we're having yeah. that um, sweets event on Sunday. So that'll be uh, an add-on that people can go to and also our VIP event on the Friday evening. So it's a Great. full day. It's a full day on Saturday. It's, it's a big weekend. Yes. yes. And our investigation that we're having is limited to only 30 or 40 people. So it's a very intimate place. Like there's not going to be hundreds of people in the same building. Mm. We're, we, oh, so it's one investigation. Yes. Gotcha. So far. So in far. But I can't tell you, so. <laughs> Please don't. don't. To the website. So here's the thing with me too, though. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. Don't think loud around me either. Uh oh. <laughs> uh -huh. What do you yeah. mean by that? You can read that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to share Julie's statement. Julie's just saying, I'd love to meet Shane Pittman too. I've um, met him. We've met him like three or four times. Mm -hmm. Amazing guy. Yeah. Very down to earth, very caring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my favorites um, is paranormal. For sure. And um, Jeff Belanger is just such a great, he's. Uh, again, down to earth and, and personable and, and a great storyteller. So um, that will be fabulous too, having him in Thunder Bay. 
Um, so don't think. So thoughts, our thoughts come out before our words come out. So for people who are extra sensitive, sometimes we hear the thought before the words are spoken. Right. So, yeah, I know. Right. Put your tinfoil hats on when you're around Carolyn. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't always happen, but it does happen sometimes. Right. But I think it's something that I, I really tried to promote with my children as well, too, when they were younger. So like my kids and I have this really weirdness where we can we're communicating telepathically and wow. um, especially my daughter and I. And um, but I, it's something that I did with them. Um, especially with my, my daughter and my youngest, like when they were young from the time they were young and, and up. Right. And it, it started like, can you tell me what I got for Christmas? And I went, no, but I'll think it. And if you answer right the first time, then I'll let you know. <laughs> and so that, that does happen with Gail and I, she, yeah. she'll be thinking, and all of a sudden she'll be thinking something and I don't know what she's thinking. And then I'll say, Oh yeah, we got to go and pick that up before we go home. And she'll be like, I, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, well, mm -hmm. we need to do that. Yeah. So it's, it's really great to stretch that intuitive muscle, especially when you're with somebody that you're intimate with, right? Like that, that you're with all the time, especially families and partners and, and that can build easily. Um, Ali's just sharing how, has paranormal investigations changed your personal belief systems or has it? I don't think it's changed my belief system. I don't think it has changed mine. No, no, I, I, I think it's changed mine. Yeah. yeah. I was not raised with religion at all, even though we got dropped off at Sunday school, but it wasn't like, uh, is a middle of the no middle of nowhere. Like, so these ladies just got together to tell us stories and we'd sing songs and then we'd give, you know, Christmas concert and Easter lilies to all the old ladies from like all the farms that live close by. Like it was not, it was, there was not a, it wasn't one religion. So we wasn't, we weren't really necessarily raised with religion. So I would say paranormal investigations have helped me have a closer um, personal connection to, um, I, well, I'll just say it like to Jesus, like I have seen Jesus. <laughs> I wrote a whole little blog about it once jogging with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and it's changed my personal belief, um, expanding out in being more open to religion and different religious beliefs. Like it, it has helped me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's changed from where I was before for sure. That way. Wow. I don't think that we can have some of these experiences or hear stories without feeling changed on some level. Like even the stories that we hear when we're investigating that are not necessarily coming from the paranormal, but just the history background. Some of it's really sad and, and powerful and impactful. And we, we naturally, I think, adjust, you know, sometimes we hug a little longer or we make sure that we don't go to bed angry. Like, I think we change some of our behavior from hearing some of the stories that we come across, right? Yeah, that's true. Michelle is saying my seven-year-old son just did that the other night. 
Oh, tapped in. Well, Michelle, you are a little miss thing with your intuition as well, too. <laughs> so, I mean, your kiddo is going to have it for sure. And, I, and he's got, he chose such a great mom where you're able to help foster that. So I think it's brilliant that he felt um, safe to, to do that with you. You're welcome, Allie. You're welcome. <laughs> so I'm just going to share, like, I met Allie on um, a, a, a forum. It was kind of like an intuitive development forum that was hosted by uh, a medium from the, the UK that had uh, transplanted into the States. And that was like mm, almost 17 years ago. 16 years ago yeah and like a safe place for me Ali is definitely a safe place for me and we connect and we've never had the opportunity to meet in person but still part like Michelle when we were asking about you know finding a community sometimes the community isn't necessarily in your physical space but extended out like Ali for sure is part of a community of a friend network that I feel safe with, but we've never actually met in person. Yeah. Like, and Ali has watched me, Ali has watched my whole um, journey, like from start to, to where I am now. And, wow. and 17 years ago, I was not in the same place that I am now for sure. Yeah. That's the beauty of the internet, right? You still make mm -hmm. connections even if you can't be there physically. Mm hmm. And, and again, like the, you can practice. So even like with the intuitive groups, you know, we practice remote viewing and now I can have my, I have my own group that I'm able to. And that was the reason why I started that intuitive development group um, or the mentoring group online, because it was vital to me when I was sort of coming out of the witchy boo closet going, okay, so I've been this way since I was little and somebody needs to help me feel not alone. Right. And and I think that's what the paranormal community can do, right? If um, we're all playing nice in the sandbox. Yep. Agree. Yeah. One day. I think our soul, <laughs> our soul family finds each other one way or another. Mm-hmm. And then I think the spirits draw us in too. <laughs> like come here. I is there a place? Is there a place that you feel has pulled you um, to it? Yes. There's a local cemetery that's a little bit outside of the city that often seems to pull me there. Have you figured out why? Well, first there was a spirit that was stuck. And oh. So we worked through that and, and we helped him cross over. Um, but then there was a creature with red eyes in the forest. And I let that sit. Um, and then we did another investigation and we were, you could see us talking and Gail's filming. And all of a sudden you can hear a woman's voice say, hey, ho, like they were singing. And you could see us talking and Gail's filming and like, where did she come from and where is she? So I'm excited to get back there again so I can try and talk to her. Mm -hmm. Wow, eh? EVPs there, actually. Yeah. Oh, what do you think the red eyes were? Elemental? Well, the interesting thing is that... The, Alien? There used to be a church in this location, 
And back in the 60s, 70s, I guess there was unchristian rituals. That's what the newspaper said. There was unchristian rituals going on in the church, so they burnt it down. That was their solution. So they, they burnt it down. There's no church there anymore, but just wooden Wait, crops. here. In the 80s, they burnt it down. Yeah, it's, or I thought that was 70s, but no, like around that 80s. area. Yeah. Hmm. This township, they, that's their solution to things. So if you're in the cemetery, like there's barbed wire around the cemetery. If you're inside, there's like five tombstones, but 50 people buried there. So that's odd. And then you're safe inside there. But if you look outside into the forest, there's like a feeling. There's stuff. Yeah. There's stuff that I'm like, I no, I, I'm not ready to, to even talk to you. <laughs> and, I, and I've never actually been in a cemetery where there's barbed wire around the, the fence line. Like, why is there barbed wire, wire going on in this light? And, and it's on a hill. It's on this huge hill. So it's like a flat piece where the church used to be. And then, like, it's hard to walk up. That's how how hard it is yeah um, with all the wooden crosses sort of which always they right. always down and someone's there trying to make it look nicer but but yeah it's a very eerie space and we've seen a ufo there shush no it's true <laughs> a lot of places in thunder bay in this area we see orange glowing balls in the sky multiple people have seen them that have weird erratic movements and, and they well we go i've seen it like kind of slowly going along the top of the trees um we've seen them radically going around and so we were there one night investigating it was getting dark and and sure enough there's a ufo going in the sky have you tried to call out to them so i know that you guys had shared this story um that you had met someone at the Paracon in Michigan and Sault Ste. Marie, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who went outside and called to them. Yes. Have, have you tried doing that on your own? Not yet. I'm actually a little scared of that. <laughs> Maybe that's what I am actually scared of. You is both? UFOs. Yeah. I think yeah. Aliens. Yeah. My my niece, she literally starts shaking and almost crying. You cannot. <laughs> we cannot discuss aliens around her at all, and she's twenty. Oh wow! Not like she's little. She's she's twenty, which is still a baby, I suppose. But um, yeah, that's a that's a hard no, a hard hard no for her as well too. But yeah. And okay, folks, so if you're listening, one more reason to go to the Lake Superior Paracon. <laughs> and actually, you, I was going to say the, you do have a speaker coming to talk about that. Do you not? We do. And where the hotel is, it's up on a hill a bit. If you go out the back of the, the hotel, you're on a platform where you can see Lake Superior, and then you can see the sleeping giant in the back. foreground. The formation, the land yeah. formation, for those yeah. that don't uh, know that and, area. Um, it's all open skies there. Yeah. Another reason to come. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm we not going to sleep. A, I'm going to need we, lots of that sugar. <laughs> I don't plan on sleeping, so... <laughs> Will not be yeah, we have um, Chris Radowski. He is a UFO expert in Canada. And so he's done the Canadian um, UFO classification and they collect all the data, all the sightings into one report every year. I, I don't know if it's every year or every thought. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, so he's going to be coming and talking about UFO sightings. And there was uh, quite a big... Um, UFO that was very close to someone who got burnt by it in the 70s. And so I believe he does tours and I forget Falcon, Falcon Lake in Falcon in Lake. 
Manitoba. Yeah, Manitoba. So it's on the Ontario border. So hopefully mm. he'll be talking about that kind of thing. So it's and very interesting. There's another local guy coming who's actually done a documentary on UFOs and Sasquatch. Yes. So mm-hmm. we're going to show those videos and he's going to have a Q&A about his experiences. So. <laughs> Yeah, he's agreed to come on the show, so we just have to set up the date. So he's going to be coming on to talk about his um, his experiences and participating with the uh, Paracon. Yes, there's lots of Sasquatch sightings as well up here since there's so many trees. <laughs> My dad um, lives on one of the reserves outside of Sault Ste. Marie with my stepmom. And uh, he had told me about a sighting that happened on the reserve not far from where they live. And um, it was observed, uh, this bipedal um, creature dragging part of a moose um, carcass behind it. walking towards this like hunting bluff and I'm like oh my goodness can somebody take me out there dad and he's like (laughs) you don't want to you know die by some like hungry angry sasquatch and I'm like that would be an epic death (laughs) epic dad (laughs) you're so crazy (laughs) so it but again that like that northern shore whether it's remote or you know because there's so much wilderness up there that's not um explored and not been tapped into right so it's um yeah sasquatch is is uh has always been something that i've been interested in since time i was little um i always call you the whiz because that's what you call yourself when when you're commenting on my morning perch post but he's saying there's sasquatch and you're in washington right just let you respond to this last watch where you been. And they say they're stinkier than bears, and bears are pretty stinky. So they say <laughs> Sasquatch are even stinkier. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Maybe that was the red glowing eyes that you saw too, right? It was more wolf like. Wolf like? Yeah. Like the the height it was. Again, like, like a dire wolf? Like a I horse? No, I don't know. It's like shut that off. <laughs> Whatever that was, it's gonna. Pause. I think maybe I need to move to Thunder Bay. I think maybe moving. My kids will say no. We even had that experience. We were investigating uh, where the the thing, the special is the what are you trying the special to? event on the Friday night. We were there, and I'm going up, we're all going up the stairs and all of a sudden you hear my voice say closing communication. Oh yeah. And I'm like, this is what we're going to do. Like, I'm like, I'm not talking. And then I'm feeling for my tape recorder. I'm like, I don't have a tape recorder. Yeah. And I was, it was like, totally. Yeah. I, I didn't want to talk about that either for a long time. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wet dog and skunk is what uh, there was a saying. Joe, do you want to come in? Okay. Um, yeah, if if we can, if like it's just even more of a draw. If we have like cinnamon bun pasties with raspberry icing, <laughs> alien, sasquatch, and ghosts, it's like gonna be a brilliant weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just gonna be brilliant. I can't wait. I can't wait for October to come. It's yeah, gonna yeah. Be fantastic. Yeah, it's gonna be super fun. I'm looking forward to it. 
And you guys do charity events within the community as well too, right? Like you host investigations locally to support the businesses. Do you want to talk about some of that? We haven't done as many this past summer, um, but we started doing ghost walks. So that's been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like we- historical. Do you do investigations at the same time too? Like where oh, they're we- investigating or is it more like historical and you're just sharing the stories? No, it's actually like we've tried to go to every single place that we talk about on the ghost walk and tell you the history and what people report and then our experiences. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and then we also bring like the spirit box and, and try to do an investigation as best we can outside, but, um, and just sort of do that education piece as well. Um, but in terms of like the non, the, like the, the business sharing, we do go to the museum and we do go to the library. We have had events there and a lot of the profit that we make goes back to the library and the museum. So that's where we're supporting local business. Right. How important do you feel the education part is? I think it's very important. Yeah. Because, I wanna, yeah let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah, for sure. Because I think that there's a lot of people interested and um, I think that not that there's a right or wrong way to do an investigation it's just the safety aspect I think is very important to convey. So um, we are always sort of sharing how we go about our investigation as an education piece that we're saying, you know, we're protecting ourselves beforehand. We're doing, we particularly do a prayer before we start and then we end the communication at the end and we, we, very intently and have an intention of opening and closing and right and we also do a whole um like uh, sage uh, burning of sage routine as well at the end just to protect ourselves mm-hmm. right and do you encourage um i think that opening and closing is really important it, regardless of anything that you're going to do, if you're going to tap in spiritually or doing an investigation, even if you're trying to um, use an app like the ghost apps that are on the phones, you're still opening up mm-hmm. a door to something. Yeah. So being yeah. mindful that if you're going to open the door, you need to ha- know how to close the door. Right. And what happened when we went to Pentatanguishing is we were so exhausted and we're like, I can't sleep here. I got to go. So we went to a hotel we didn't close we didn't sage we just picked up our stuff threw it in the car and drove and then we got to thunder bay we're like why is this guy here <laughs> i'm like oh yeah we forgot to do something very important so hmm. uh i i didn't so there's i have two parts to add to that i had a night where i didn't close everything up after and i had a little um this older lady in spirit sitting in the hallway when I woke up and she's like, can I go now? I'm like, oh, I suck. (laughs) I'm I'm so sorry. Yes. I am so sorry. Yes. So the closing is, is important. And I find like clearing, clearing the energy from yourself as well too shaking it off having a shower a salt bath like smudge um if it um doing it ethically and and the way that it it should be connected to the indigenous people in the land that you're currently living on i think as well too being respectful that way um i have a liquid um 
energy clearing spray from uh, Linda Earl, who's also, she was on last week. So from her company, Patch Mama, so I use that. But if I don't, because um, if I've done a big event and I'm just so dog tired by the time I get home and I flop into bed, I call it a psychic hangover. It feels like I have a psychic hangover the next day. Like I, I can't think straight. My brain is foggy and um, yeah, it hits me hard. So have you had that experience as well too? I call it a psychic yeah. hangover. You might have a different term for it. I think it's just like an exhaustion is what sometimes I feel afterwards. If we're not yeah. like intently, because in you can clear, but if you yeah. don't have the intent of a clearing, exactly. then it's not always going to work. So, um, you know, especially at events, it's hard because you're organizing and you're facilitating an event and you, you're into that too. And sometimes it's hard yeah. to kind of let that go and then clear the energy off of you. Yeah. Because you're too busy clearing everybody else that you're, you're, you're taking like, care of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You're just kind of like, yeah, okay, we're done. <laughs> I think when we have other people, though, where we stay on top of it because we want to make sure that they um, are having a positive experience, that yeah. they don't have anything happen after they go home. But when we're doing yeah. it on our own for ourselves, we not that we get lazy, but we just you know, redirect our thoughts or not always as mindful for our own self-care as we are the care of other people. Yeah, for sure. That's right. Yeah. But I've learned to start keeping that liquid smudge in my car because you can't really like smudge with sage and smoke it all up <laughs> like it's a clam bake in your car. <laughs> so I have this like liquid smudge in my car, so it looks kind of like I'm spraying an air freshener or something <laughs> in my car before I before I get in just so that uh, depends too like sometimes the messages are really heavy but tuning forks too sometimes I'll just bring the tuning forks and use the tuning forks and then that's you know I'm on yeah. the way home I just forked myself <laughs> I'm all good <laughs> the windows down for some cool air on the way so that I can wake up and we're good <laughs> yeah. we just it's so important. And I think too, um, I, I believe, I agree with you that educating people about understanding the equipment, understanding um, respect uh, with the spirit world and, and the locations, having respect is so, it's so important. Because, um, yeah. you know, if those spirits are there, we're going into their space. And, um, you know, we need to be respectful of that. We don't yeah. know what traumas they've had, so we don't need to go in adding more to it, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are there places that are high on your bucket list that you haven't been to yet that you just can't wait to get to? I've made a whole road trip. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually going to the UK at the end of April. Um, and so I've got, like, the... Golden Fleece, and I've got Chillingham, and I've got all these places to go, and so twenty six yep. days of places. Wow, <laughs> eh? Yeah, They're, you'll have to come back on after. Actually, yeah. you're going to be on Laura Lee's show in April, so will it be before or after your? It trip? was before. We see. Her, we talk to her before we go. Yeah. Oh, buggers. So we're going to have to get you on one of the shows once you get back to hear all about um, those locations. 
Yeah, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. There's a there's a couple locations that we're going that we know are haunted, so we've we've purposely gone there. And then we're also doing two different like organized events similar to what we kind of organize here in Thunder Bay, um, where this, like a, there's one that's a jail, and then there's one that's I think a uh, uh, Dudley Castle, a castle. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they run their events and, and being with other paranormal investigators. It's not being so alone all the time because we're going to be in other yeah. castles with the two of us, right? So um, it should and be it's good. good to, and that's that's good too, right? E- extending that network and, and seeing how other people ask questions or approach investigations as well too. Yeah. And um, I think that that's super important. I like uh, uh, the same for mediums as well too. Like we all work differently and we tap in differently. So, right. you know, asking how, you know, people approach and when we're approaching investigations, it's very different than an individual session with somebody. Um, right. Reading land, property, um, the architecture, then the spirits as well too. It's a whole other ball game. Love yeah. it. Yeah. And it's, there's so much rich history there, like so in the much. UK. Like it was so hard. Like we're going for a long time, <clears throat> but it feels like we've jam packed every single thing we could possibly think of to go. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, you're going to need a vacation from the vacation. We are going to need a vacation, like a good two weeks off when I come back. <laughs> that's so funny. But that's how you do it, right? Especially if you don't know when you're going to get to go back. You don't want to miss out on anything, especially if it's been on bucket list. Yeah. Um, Dar is just asking, so are all the spirits stuck here and why? And also, do they all want help going home? I would say spirits that I've connected with, not all of them want to leave. And I don't always understand or know why um, they're here. There's so many different various reasons, right? What have you guys come across? I don't think spirits... Well, some stay stuck, but I think a lot of them cross over and then just come back to visit. Yeah. Like, I would hope my mom is not stuck. I hope no. she chooses to come back and be like, hey, how's it going? You know? Yeah. Smart now. <laughs> I find it's very, it feels very different. I know I mentioned this earlier. Spirits that are not fully crossed over feel heavy to me, like slogging through mud. It just feels very different. And when they're crossed over and are here to interact, it's it's lighter and easier. And mm. the ones that want to go home, um, it's easy to help them. Mm, yeah, crossover for the most part. The ones that are a little more stuck, sometimes it's like uh, spirit therapy. You know, you have to visit those locations and keep talking to them to reassure them if they had trauma or fears. And that's what created them to be stuck, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, listening. Spirits need spirits need people to listen to them. Right. Um, Fiona is just oh. saying, being born and raised in the UK, I know there are many uh, lighthouses that are said to be haunted. Oh, that's one one place that we haven't we didn't think about. We never thought about lighthouses. Fiona, do you have a recommendation? Growing up in in that area, do you have a recommendation of um, a well known one that comes to the top of your head that you'd like to suggest? <laughs> 
All ready to write it down. We're ready to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really sorry, Kel, that you're having frustrations. I'm not, I'm really not, I'm perplexed on how to support you with this. Like, um, we are, we are still live. We are still live. And I'm not sure how you are being um, shut out. So I'm not sure if it's something from your end. Uh, it must be something from your end because we're not doing anything from this end um, to exclude you. Dara is saying, I hope they come to be with us. Awesome. Thanks. For sure they do. They, they, um, people in spirit, your loved ones that are in spirit want you to know that there's no disconnect between us and them. And it brings them joy if we are peaceful and good. So they'll do everything they can to let us know we're on the right track. Cause the more peaceful, joyful we are, the more we can be of service for the people around us. So, you know, it, it plays a big part. I was in Scotland and any that are on the Atlantic are said to be haunted and particularly around Perth. And I'm going to Perth. <laughs> Yay, we'll I get, be there. I get so excited when someone mentions a place and I'm like, oh, I know where that is. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> Tessa's just asking, do some spirits choose to not to visit their loved ones, even if we want them to? Um, from, from my experience, it's not necessarily that they, they're always part of our support system and they are there. Some are just pulled back more, whether they're having to do their own healing lessons or involvement on the other side or if there are other people in spirit that can better support whatever current experience you're going through. So if they don't have that, um, that set, um, uh, skill set, uh, to support you, they kind of step back and allow other people up, but they're still part, they're still connected in part. I don't know if you guys have any theories or thoughts about. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that, um, I think that, when you go to the spirit world, there might be a journey for you there. Mm -hmm. And depending on where that spirit is take on that journey and whether or not they're mm -hmm. able to come back or want it, not, not that they won't, maybe they want to, maybe they're just on a different path on a different journey and yeah. they got to go through some, some just like life. You got to go through those obstacles or those challenges to get to different parts. Um, yeah. Just like, uh, life, I think. I think yeah. it's the same in the spirit world. It was great to connect with you guys. I'm, I'm so grateful that, you know, the timing worked and, and you know, um, uh, yeah, uh, there, yeah. Was a little, there was a little hiccup with this, with this scheduling. So you guys really helped me out by coming on tonight. So it's our pleasure. I appreciate that. And where can people uh, connect with you? Um, so they can find us on Facebook. We have uh, a following on Facebook. So but it's, it's a private group. So yeah. it's kind of tricky to find us. It's Lucky Paranormal and then Brackets Thunder Bay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you asked to join the group. Yes, you have to ask and I will let you in. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, it is uh, LakeSuperiorParacon.com. Yes. 
superiorparacon.com. Yep. Uh, if you are signed up uh, for uh, my newsletter, um, I've added it to the newsletter so people know it's also awesome. on my website um, as well. So if they Thank go to you. the website, once the, the and the link is there, so people can access it through my website as well too. Um, yes, Paracon, Michelle, for sure. Like we're all excited. <laughs> so next week, um, uh, the guest that was, uh, you know, had to switch his schedule around will be, you know, that he was going to be on today. He's going to be on next week. It's Eric Mintel. So he's also an investigator. Um, he's going to be coming on talking about his experiences. Um, so I hope that you guys can join me next week in the conversation as well, too, when Eric is is here. So thank you, everybody that participated in the conversation and in the chat and asked questions. I appreciate you all so very much. And a big shout out to United uh, Public Radio Network and the UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 New Orleans. Have a good week, everybody, and we'll see you next Friday at 6. And take care. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.